Hello, welcome to Arcade Cast, the best place to chill your friends and get your game goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dylan Blight, and joining me on the couch this week, Asher Helber. Hey, John, excited to be here in a week where everybody's talking about Game Award nominations. That's all it's been talking about. That's right. You dive into your dames and doing your dame dives. It was snubbed, Dylan. Snubbed. Mm. Dave the Diver. Snubbed. I gotta be honest, we talked a little bit about this on Platinum Explosion. It feels like a week ago. And yes, it does actually. It, so it does actually this feel like so long ago. Feels fucking forever ago, honestly. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. Also here, Kira Martin. Hello, it's I. It is I? It is I. It is it is. It is, it is him. He is high. Hi. Yeah. Who is it? Holy shit. Yeah. It's, it's gonna shit. be a wild episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, has everyone brought anything from Black Friday sales already? What's the go with that? Nah, I like. I'm currently trying to search for what I actually want from like my. You know what, mum? Mum was asking me, "What do you want for Christmas?" All the way back, like a month ago, and I was like, "Holy January. shit!" I was like, oh, "Oh, like it was like over a month ago," and I was like, "Man, I don't have a fucking clue." I bought myself time. I was like, "You know what? Wait till Black Friday sales, and I will. I'll have something by then." You know? Oh, fuck, I ain't got shit. I. uh I, I'm narrowed it down. I think there is aspects with me potentially moving house in the next month that I'm like, I might need this or this. Like plates. I, no, Forks. nothing like that at all. No. Um, I am wanting to optimize my 600 megabyte internet connection to the most. And whether that's a new motherboard or a new router I need, I'll figure it out. Just some really week. great long ethernet cable. Look, I... <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're going, to the, we're going to the fucking moon with this new internet connection, and I'm going to strap in and ride it all the way, you know? I was like, that's the most, like, Kieran's, like, moving house, like, plates and stuff. Like, well, it's like, all right, I'm moving house. <laughs> Mom, can I have a motherboard? <laughs> can I have a motherboard on my PC so I can run gigabit internet properly? Mm. Nah, I, no, I've already got, like, I've already got that from when I previously lived. This is so between that's the cushions true. conversation, but, like... Um, I've got a lot of that shit, and I'm moving on with my sister, so she has a lot of that shit. So it's like, yeah, mm. yeah. Karen returns to internet. Look, if 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 it, look real it is, if for whatever reason you're listening to my podcast uh, right now, um, if you could just approve an application that I put in out of like the ten or twelve in the last week, this week, so that I can get on top of Black Friday internet deals and internet sales, that'd be sick. Thank you. Mm. What do you mean internet? Like oh, like like um, like, there's like Telstra's doing like a dollar for the first okay. month and stuff right. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get on top of those. What brand? Things. That's Telstra. Oh, Telstra, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard of them? If Heard of them? That brand? <laughs> they don't. They're not the other one. They're not Optus. You know, the one no. that I'm, I'm well aware of Telstra. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm well aware. Uh, all right, let's get into it. So I want to start the. I'll uh, just say, so, if you want some Black Friday deals, you should go to ExplosionNetwork.com where there's a bunch of articles about all the great Black Friday deals. Oh, true, yeah. People can, I, f- oh, can I feel like I brought up this to plug that and then completely forgot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's an article on ExplosionNetwork.com. It's pinned basically everywhere, no matter what page you got at this stage. So I'm just updating <laughs> that as the as the week continues on. Um, and I've set it up so you can like click on a, a name and then like jump around the whole page between brands and, and stuff like that. So <clears throat> yeah, check that out. Buy some shit. Buy some shit. <laughs> Affiliate links are involved. I'm completely Disclaimer. honest. Disclaimer. It's in the post. Affiliate links are involved. But, Which is um, even I mean, if you're gonna buy that, Yeah, if you're going to buy that shit anyway, do buy it via one of my links. <laughs> <laughs> Cost you the same amount, but I, yeah, we get some money. So. Give us a couple of them Bezos bucks, you know? <laughs> Toss them over here. 
Toss a coin to your podcaster. Why not? Um, all right. Indie World Showcase happened this week, so I want to run through this. I believe I'm probably don't. I highly doubt Karen watched this one. Um, I even doubt Ash. Did you? I, I forgot to watch. <laughs> It's, um, yeah, I believe out of the three of us, it is your bit to like indie stuff. It is my so. bit, yeah. So obviously, yeah. this is this is my um, you know, this is my my, my time to shine. Um, so Nintendo announced and had an indie showcase about for you know, you know the usual like announced and do it forty eight hours. I'll run down just stopping the ones that interested me the most, but I thought there was some interesting stuff here nonetheless. So they started the show of Shantae Advance Risky Revolution. Not really for me, but I think it's interesting that this was a Game Boy Advance game that was shut down and now the core developers way for games have gone back and finished it and it's coming to Nintendo Switch, which is kind of cool for Shantae fans. Uh, core Keeper is coming out. The game looks wild. It's coming out uh, winter next year, but um, eight, eight players dungeon crawling and farming and mining and there yeah, lots going on that uh on your tail i really like this game so this is a uh so this is gonna be a time exclusive for the nintendo switch something coming in 2024 uh it's like a detective game but like all the characters like anim 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 before anim before anamorphic anamorphic fuck you know yeah um like characters and stuff and they all looked really cool so i like to look at this one um how then go announced this is the one i mentioned to ash the other day actually off podcast i think um where i was saying he should probably download a demo and give it a go so it's got like really beautiful art like hand-drawn pictures and stuff but it's set to, like folklore sort of setting uh, riding hood wolves and shit like that um and it's a um turn-based folklore game where you're like sort of if like set up and like your character action of like riding hood well i don't know if that's actually supposed to be it's not actually Riding Hood, but um, you like select and like everything sort of plays out at once. It looks pretty cool. I downloaded demo, haven't had a chance to play it yet. But um, then we got the star named Aos got a new trailer. So this is now coming out, uh, launching on Nintendo Switch Autumn twenty twenty four. Um, this is the next game from the people who did Behind the Frame, which is the game that looks like it's Studio Ghibli art, but it's not. Um, very different. So that game was about painting. This game is about taking pictures, uh, diving into stories behind them and stuff like that. It still looks very very beautiful especially in the cutscenes and stuff. Uh, backpack, he- backpack Hero. Oh, by the way, that uh, that uh, Howl game was a shadow drop, and then Backpack Hero um, also came out on the same uh, day that they said it was here. Um, this I'd never heard of before, but it's such a wild concept to me. I just think it's very funny. So it's like usually in most games, Backpack Inventory Management is like a, a, just a thing you have to put up with. And it's like, uh, it's not really something anyone gets excited about. But then someone's decided to build an entire game around inventory management. But like you go into these like rogue um, dungeons or whatever, and you're crawling through them. But the way you um, organize your backpack is like a puzzle for how your character will automatically do the battles and stuff like that. So um, very cool, very interesting. I've, I've, I've skimmed some reviews I've dropped for it and stuff, and most people seem to say it's really cool. So um, definitely different. Blade Chimera then got announced. Uh, it's a game in which you have a demon in your sword, which I wouldn't say is the first, but is usually pretty cool. Um, nonetheless, Metroidvania looks decent. A Highland song. This was one of my highlights from the show. Um, finally got a release date, uh, December 5th launching on Nintendo Switch. Uh, this is the one where you're exploring the Scottish Highlands um, and you listen to nice music and characters and got really pretty art. And um, yeah, I'm keen. Uh, been keen since the release date. So happy it's going to drop before the end of the year. We've got Moonstone Island is coming. Uh, timed exclusive Nintendo Switch. Uh, or the console timed exclusive, basically. Um, it's already out in Steam like a couple months ago. But uh, yeah, it's, a, it's another well-reviewed, cute life sim game um but in this you collect spirits and basically they're pokemon 
but not. But then you battle with them in like a card. It's like it's got card-based combat. It's got life sim shit, talking to characters, crafting stuff, puzzles. Uh, it's like a million different genres in very cute pixel art. So it's cool. Uh, Death Trick Double Blind. This is another like mystery game. This is this one looked like a straight up who done it though. Visual novel. Um, aspect and stuff like that we're like the circus the circus setting for this one i thought was cool so um would be keen to find out more outer wilds archaeologist edition finally got a release date even though they announced this was coming to a switch about 20 years ago i feel um but it's coming out december 7th 2024 no 2023 23 i wrote the number wrong number here it's coming out this year it's coming out next month um physical version of the game's coming out next year they then did a big old smorgasbord splash of things to end the show. Planet of Lana is coming to Switch Autumn 2024. Enjoy the dinner is out now, February 2024 for Heavenly Bodies if you want to play that and Switch. The Gecko Gods coming Switch Autumn 2024. Pass Portort 2, The Lost Artist is available now on Switch. Urban Myth Dissolution Center is coming 2024 and Braid Anniversary Edition. If you've never played Braid, um, the game's like fucking 50 million years old. Uh, that's coming April 30th, 2024 to Switch next year. So. A decent little indie showcase to end out 2024 in with some some highlights in there. But yeah, my main thing would be I'm keen for Highland song. Keen for that one. I know a lot of people, and the reason they ended the show on it is that lots of people are excited to play Outer Wilds on Switch. Um, again, as good as that game is, and I fully appreciate everything it's doing, my brain can just not fucking. I cannot handle that game's like just it's too much. It's too much for me, but maybe for you. All right, uh, some downer news from that. So from exciting games right. to unfortunate closure of a studio, but is what it is. So sad news from Australian Studio Samurai Punk has evidence they're shutting their doors. Uh, the team's first major game was Screen Cheat, which was uh, fairly popular among creators and stuff. The team also released American Dream, a VR game, Roomba, First Blood, Feather, Trios, Justice Sucks, um, and then most recently released Killbug. Uh, fast-paced FPS. Uh, they also helped port games like Florence and co-developed Table table of tales the crooked crown in 2019 uh quote from the post samurai punk started in 2014 during a situation in australia where jobs were short and the only route forward for us was either found uh, a company uh found a company or move overseas to find work we banded together with shared golf coding exciting and fresh game experiences and we're incredibly proud of what we were able to achieve together since then we've grown a lot of a lot as developers and learned, learned a lot about what we want as artists making video games so um yeah i thought that because sort of came out of nowhere and sucks and everything like that i feel like samurai punk was like one of the older australian um dev teams so um but yeah sucks uh well maybe not i don't know maybe they'll all move on to great things and then it'll be looked back upon as this hey it was a moment in time there we no are. yeah it's just kind of crazy like they're at pax like only a month ago and now they're yeah Gone literally under, had like three or four like they had Killbug on show and some of their like classics on show as well people were yeah playing, so um yeah you know disappointing yeah there was no like real reason like outside of just like obviously not the height of success or whatever yeah. um i like how when they they put up a post like to a doc just with everyone that worked there the five six people just with their contact okay. their emails and everything for people, people. So, yeah yeah so that, i thought that was cool um, all right, swinging back the other direction again. Good news. The amount of times we talk about shitty layoffs and stuff like that, I was like, there's not, I don't feel like there's much to talk about this other than going, hey, that's cool. But, you know, I feel like we should at least say that. Uh, Nintendo Life says, 
Atlas, the developer behind the Persona and Shin Megami Tensei franchises, has announced that it's raising the average annual salary for employees by 15%. In a stark contrast to the seemingly endless layoffs hitting the industry of late, new graduates at Atlas will see their starting salary rise by 300,000 yen. It's about 1,977 US dollars. And all employees will see an annual salary rise of 15%. The translated press release, uh, thanks to game developer, Alice states that the move is to ensure that the company can attract and retain talent as it, quote, promotes global expansion, end quote. In addition, thanks to strong overseas performance, Atlas has also introduced performance bonuses funded by Worldwide Profits, a move it initially kickstarted in fiscal year 2021. The press release itself states, quote, the starting salary of new graduates will increase from 257,000 yen to 300,000 yen, and the average annual income of current employees will raise by 15%. In addition, due to strong overseas business development, we have been providing performance-based bonuses on profits and worldwide sales fiscal 2021. Yeah, so good on them. The only team, uh, the only new story I can think of for this entire year that is developer is, studio is, giving more money to people. <laughs> to its employees. They're not you doing know, some so. crappy, like, making people work harder or making people crunch yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. And you know what's also, it's surprising that it is of any of the, the like, it's Atlas. It's kind of surprising because I guess... Japanese business kind of businessman um, kind of stereotype is just you get run into the ground and the company expects it of you in Japanese culture just to run you into the ground and to actually see them um, up their average average salary is, uh, is, is kind of impressive in terms of and kind of very sad when you look at everywhere else that's, you know, laying people off. And Yeah, I, I don't um, know if that sounds exclusive to japanese culture it sounds like every culture <laughs> no but i guess it's still it's still it's far more built into japanese culture than it is built into like like it's it's just whereas people I think the loyalty else, elements of yes you know, stick yeah. out stick it out at a job that does that is more common in japanese culture but yeah um yeah this makes sense you know alice has been hugely successful especially with after the release of persona 5 like everything they've release post that has been you know doing reasonably good numbers and that kind of stuff um and yeah i mean within japanese culture it's like more common to like reward your employees rather than hold all your money and try and build up your stock profile so yeah that's great cool (laughs) um just as another thing for people who are ever interested as the the growing weird and as we slowly move towards 20 no, uh, 2014 and i don't 2015 sorry no 2024 what year is it what year are we in 2024 um the the video the video game layoffs.com i don't know if anyone's seen this video this website floating around they've started just the fact that there's now a game website just video game layoffs.com is a thing they've literally just been like gathering all the studios layoffs the number of people and stuff like that some interesting um so the estimated total of 2023 layoffs in total 7800 people for the for the the total year the breakdown of um largest impact sort of by um the parent company embracer group 904 people unity 900 epic 830 amazon 715 and electronic arts coming in at uh, 355 of the breakdown of that so this is just a massive list of um 
the the <laughs> I know I'm lava is terrible, but it's just like the fact that there's a website, <laughs> you know, a thing. So, and the last update was only a couple days ago when Embracer Group gave yeah 904 people restructuring. So yeah. yeah, so you know all of that. But shout outs to uh, Atlas. No, I, mean, <laughs> I mean the last one's Amazon Games, obviously. You know they're doing a bunch of jump jump yeah. cuts because you know that's been a failed investment <laughs> yeah i like it's, it's a very like basic website but i like it too because it's just like i mean like just estimates facts. or question marks or whatever and it's just like it's literally just studio I mean, date number of people affected parent company the type of company it is and the source and, and the source is either li- uh, most of the time linkedin a twitter post from the company or um like a story from a reputable outlet just so stored. Uh, yeah so if you if you have at any at all interest in keeping up with that side of the video game industry that website which popped up recently very good kept, kept that one on my mind all right talking about atlas talking about persona i've been playing a little bit of persona 5 tactica which <gasps> is not a indie Ooh, game whoa whoa i've been playing on my nintendo I mean, switch does that count? atlas they're pretty good, <laughs> i think you know well, you play a Nintendo Switch? Damn. Mm. That's, you know, that's probably, you know, you're not playing on your Roger? Um, no. I, well, I feel like when I asked for a code, I um, got asked what platform. Like, I straight away just said Switch because it kept getting advertised as, like, in my mind, it was basically a Switch game. You know? like, but it's all on advertising was always. Yeah, I know it is, but just the advertising was always Switch. It was always in directs and stuff. And like, that yeah. seems like the kind of game I want to play handheld. I didn't even think about it. You didn't even think about the rogger. You uh, have betrayed also, your rogger yeah. on this day. It's true. It's true. I think it does scream handheld a little yeah. bit. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I don't know, three, four hours in or something like that. Um, story's good. The story weirdly takes place during um, during the main game. So it's like... Oh. It's, of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, like I guess a... with the ending, it can't... The ending doesn't really... It would undo. I believe Strikers was a sequel, wasn't it? Yeah, Strikers was a sequel though. It was like he came back, or Joker came back. Or oh, okay. And they've Spoilers done that with like Persona. They've done that with Persona Four and stuff too, like where the, the dancing games and stuff is. He's like, oh, uh, the characters visiting. Yeah, they just got you know. Yeah. It's school holidays. They're back. They're visiting. Something happens. Like it's usually the thing. But so I wasn't sure what this one would be. But you know, it actually takes place about I think roughly based on what they're talking about starting about three quarters away, maybe through the, the actual core campaign. Also, the new character from Royal isn't here, so it's just very much like core core cast of characters of the Phantom. The stuff. Yeah. I wonder um, why they made that play... a choice. I wonder why they just accessible. Have... Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um. The yeah, but you could, you could definitely not play this game without having played Persona. Uh, you just, like, the game, when it starts, it's, it just expects you to know every single character, who they are, why there's Rough, a cat talking, you know. Roughly, like. <laughs> which point, roughly which point in Persona 5 does this game take place? Well, that's the thing. I, it, it just you seemed like... No, well, no, no, no. It's, it's, they don't give you enough information to pinpoint. Uh, it's just, A, all of the, the groups Before together, or after Akechi. Would be 
after. It'd be like, way after. Like it would be because yeah, you've got after. if you've got all the group members. Yeah, no, that's like the first it's person, like right? later. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, Kenji's like the yeah, first. No, yeah, yeah. this is yeah. I was trying to remember the person. No, no th- this this would be in my mind. It takes place somewhere between when all of the Phantom Thieves have gathered. They're all together, but before the ending of the game. Oh, yeah. so who who voices the guy in the velvet room? The original dude or the old, the new dude? No, so far it's just the girl in there. The um, well, it depends as well. Is is uh, Dylan playing in English or Japanese? I'm playing in English. Yeah. Damn. So, but also the old guy isn't there. Yeah. It's just the girl, the, the like the the, the secretary. So it would almost yeah, make it would almost be a little <sighs> weird if the old guy was there, considering what you know out of. Yeah. So the, yeah, the old five. guy's not there. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand. So the yeah, and again, the game just starts. It's like here's all these characters. They're talking about being phantom thieves, something, 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 and then talking about a metaverse. It's all very like if you don't understand what any of this stuff means, you're just like gonna be fucking lost. Um, so I again, I'm four, I'm like three, four hours in, no explanations given so far. But they're like sitting mm-hmm. around in um, old mate's cafe where they all, you know, the, the base of operations, and then some weird shit happens, and they basically are dragged into the metaverse in some form. Um, they there's like a weird fucking lady who's like driving around in a uh, recently wanting to be married like lamp like car or whatever um typical sort of like weird villain for persona or whatever inside the metaverse and then um some other character turns up and was like oh i'm part of the resistance we're like trying to fight back against this lady uh the game starts with every every character apart from joker and um fuck i'm forgetting every character's name what is the cat's name um Fuck, what is Morgana. 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 So every character apart from Joker and Morgana being mind controlled by the villain. So then so far the first few hours of the game is you're doing missions to get back the Phantom Thieves. And then Uh, eventually I feel like the game's going to be like take down the villain sort of thing. But it's a classic like get back your teammates sort of thing. Um, Story is good though. Like not to say the story. Well, hold on. The story is not good. It's fine. Like, it's nothing, like, crazy. But it is that thing of, like, uh, if you enjoy these characters, it's just more of these characters with banter. It's all the same voice actors. I would say it's, like, 70% voice acted compared to 30% just, like, clicking through text boxes. So, which is which is pretty decent amount of voice acting in the game. And there is a lot of text and a lot of talking. Like, it's a Persona game. It's still got all of that going, going for it. Um, like, I reckon I've probably sat through more cutscenes and talking that I have actually played the game which adds up you know um gameplay itself is a t- uh, turn-based tactics game very similar into the in the vein of um more recent successes on the switch like Mario Rabbids games I would say similar sort of thing um you're not locked into a grid based like as you move no you you lock into a grid when you like click to do an action like they there is a grid there but when it's your character's turn you just sort of move around with the left stick until you choose where you want to get behind cover or attack or whatever like you can you can move freely get behind uh walk up to a, behind a piece of cover your character will automatically get in behind cover if they're behind it when your turn ends um you can press a button to do a uh a gun attack like you would in the game you can press another button to use one of your personas of course you've got a certain amount of mana so you can't like spam persona attacks uh different personas are either aoe damage or singular attacks all that pretty straightforward uh stuff uh you can get behind a character and do a melee uh, melee attack uh to do that um different 
There's not really a lot of tactics to it, though, which I guess might be a thing. Like, I don't mind having this very um, rather chill tactics Persona game where I'm just, like, it's fine. Like, I'm enjoying it, but it's it's not super hard. I'm just playing it because I enjoy the these world and these characters, which makes it really good for the Switch, I guess, because it's more of a chill. I'm, and I'm just playing on normal, but, um, yeah, so far, the, there's no... I feel like they've got rid of all of the elemental weaknesses and buffs and all that sort of stuff. Like it just boils it down to pretty bare bone basics. Uh, what you more or less want to do is if you queue up and you can get to the right angle of an enemy or, and I swear sometimes it's just a flip of a coin, but like if you highlight, if there's four enemies in front of you, and even if you like bring up the, the action to do a, a gun uh, attack that turn, you can like highlight every enemy and maybe one of them says you'll get a one more action like well that's the one you want to shoot because then you'll get another turn and then maybe next turn you can shoot someone else and get one more like the game is definitely built around that one more one more which is similar to uh the main game where if you if you could chain one more to one more your 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 enemies never got a chance to fight back you would just spam attacks until you eventually won which is in line with it and also if you knock down a character um, like if you attack them, they get knocked to the ground. If you can position the other characters, of which the maximum of three in a in a in a field at a time, if you can position them where they're all like sort of surround them, you can do a like a not like a baton pass attack from the main game, but like a team attack where you like do a bunch of like AO damage and it's got like a cool like persona graphic sort of thing that happens and like all the stuff you'd expect from Persona Five game. So. Um, do you, does it still have like when you say persona attacks does each character just have set personas that they have for the entire game or is there a capture like no. is there like the, the same kind of pick and choose your personas or capture what you want they all start with the normal ones and then yeah you quickly unlock the ability to fuse personas and ah, okay, get lock cool. some up and all that all the typical sort of stuff and yep. you can change them up and whatever else yeah, yeah. which is cool so yeah, I feel like it's it's a thing of, hey, do you like Persona 5? Yes. Do you like tactics games? Uh, not really. Well, that's fine. You still like Persona 5, so play this. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely not like a, hey, do you love tactics games? Then this is the one that will get you into Persona. It's just, yeah, it's just, if you like Persona, you'll probably like this. So. Um, yeah, keen to play more, but um, like, it's definitely not, yeah, it's not Persona 5 again. It's not, the story in the gameplay is not up to anywhere near that caliber. Let's move into some quality critics stuff um, from Ash because I'm yep. done talking now. Um, <laughs> let's hit me with hit me with Super yeah, Mario RPG sure. first. Yeah, Super Mario RPG got an eight point five. The quality critics uh, all enjoyed the remake with the beautiful recreation of the original game, faithful to a fault. With most of the changes being in the interest of the player's experience, like auto collecting items, new triple attacks, uh, and generally just stuff that uh, made the game a little bit shorter. Uh, the art design and the remastered score done by original composer Yoko Chimamora were praised, as was the story, where a few critics found to be still incredibly funny. Interestingly, there was some disagreement on how difficult the game was, with some finding it to be a tough time, while others found it an easy experience. Although there, there does the introduction of a breezy difficulty option should, uh, you know, not assuage anybody from picking up the game. So generally pretty positive for a game that uh, 
I feel like most people never got around, never played, just because it was never released here in Australia on the SNES. No, I, I'm super keen to start, like, to, to get into this soon, uh, especially because never had a chance to play it, but I remember, and I think I've mentioned this before on podcasts, there was a stage in my life where I printed out the Wikipedia pages for all of the Square and Squaresoft and all that sort that of stuff. And, yes, I've told this story somewhere, and I printed all these pages out, every single Wikipedia page, like hundreds of pages, made them all into books, and I was reading them at night. And I remember reading about this game and thinking it sounded like the craziest shit ever, because this is before Square Next. This is when it was just um, Square. So, um, yeah, super keen to get into it. Yeah. Looks really good from all the the, the uh, you know, trailers and everything. So, uh, yeah, just a piece of uh, a weird, odd left field game from uh, the Mario franchise that, mm. that you know does also have a lot of weird games, but this seems to be especially. All right, run the me game back kicks the- off with a giant sentient sword destroying Bowser's castle. As all good RPGs as you do. Too. All right, take me back in the other direction. For your next quality critics. What? What's your other quality, quality, quality critics? Well, I haven't finished the article, but uh, Persona 5 Tactica got a 7.5 uh, out of 10 from the critics. Generally, you know, it, it's a fine game. Uh, some of it found, some people found it to be quite easy. I don't know if that you've found that to be an That's issue. That's what I just said, yeah. 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 Quite easy. yeah. And, and then, especially towards the end, getting a bit repetitive in large uh large playthroughs and that kind of stuff so yeah yeah uh, no, it's no, a no. fine game 7.5 is yeah i'm that that sounds about right where i'm at for that game yeah all right preview article shout outs two reviews went up this week from will um the first one i gotta be completely honest i messaged him after like posting his review i was like this game sounds really fucking good for some reason i swear i'd never heard this um but then when i watched the trial i was like wait i had seen the trial for this and i was like hold on i really like this developer i love their last game so why the fuck haven't i anyway um so american arcadia uh he gave a nine out of ten so this is uh i just want to read a synopsis for this because it's fucking great synopsis America Arcadia is a cinematic puzzle game that combines a 2.5D platform and a first-person game to tell a tale of a thrilling escape experience extraordinary story of Trevor, an average man escaping the world's most popular reality TV show. So basically, even though he says in his review, it's, you know, like, it's not the Truman Show, but, you know, like, everyone's going to make the Truman Show reference thing anyway, so... Um, he says, I largely do not have a lot to say about um, American Arcadia other than it's excellent. Out of the Blue Games has served up a well-rounded narrative puzzle adventure that largely succeeds in all areas. The puzzles are engaging and never obnoxious. Its narrative is thoughtful, complex, and superbly active. So, again, they use the same voice cast that they used for uh, Call of the Sea, which are mm-hmm. basically the same voice cast. Uh, Yuri Longfall, uh, Sissy Jones, and then Crazier uh, Badjoss is the new person here, but the other two were the main stars of uh, that game, which I really, really like. So, yeah, I've I've added this to my list of oh fuck, whoops, that, I probably should have been paying more attention to that, but because I didn't even have this on my list, and then Will was like, I kind of I would like to review this game. I was like, oh, whatever, dude. Don't know what that is, but <laughs> no, yeah, I remember. I think it was at uh, Tribeca Film Festival last year, mm. uh, and like it was, yeah, it got super, you know looked super fantastic was very excited for it and then now i'm just super surprised it finally came out you know yeah it seemed to come out of nowhere <laughs> yeah it felt like it came out of nowhere which is probably not a great sign like you would have you know it's not like we have had any shortage of showcases this year so yeah um but yeah it sounds fantastic so 
keen to check it out when time yeah, next is year. available. <laughs> to be honest, not this year. And another review post was for Gunhead, which he gave a 6.5. So this is a game, honestly, where I popped, I don't know, a code popped up somewhere and I was like, this looks like a game you'd probably like. And he was like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. Um, Because you have a, a bunch of, it's just a first person shooter where you have a bunch of guns. Um, is one of them your head? Yeah, one of them is your head. And I know he's like played those, he's reviewed those serious yeah, Sam games for us and shit before. So I was like, I feel like this probably up wills that way. Uh, he said, Gunhead is a simple and effective game that never seeks to be an overwhelming experience. It mostly achieves its goals, offering a pirate mech, roguelike adventure, raiding derelict spaceships for the booting and combating the obstacles and enemies along the way. Though the game is not without some small design hiccups that track from most uh, fun of most of runs. So. Yeah, it seems like it's a bit of fun, but, you know, nothing to, to blow your mind away. But, yeah, read both of Will's reviews up on ExplosionNetwork.com and the show notes, of course. All right, let's get into it then. Game Awards. Nominees. All dropped. Everyone lost their shit. Uh, I'm going to read backwards through the uh, the list here. I'm going to skip all the... Do we care about the esports awards? Kieran, do you even care about the esports awards this year? Uh, particularly yeah sorry it's just gonna be as always it's gonna probably be a league of legends or maybe a csgo and yeah yeah, not that i care enough about it wasn't i saw somebody upset that one of the coaches didn't actually coach this year he got nominated oh really i did not see that you have seen that you have seen an esports story more than i have ashley hobby i have not seen this times times are changing yeah uh i'm gonna start at the bottom here then content creator of the year so i don't know who Four out of five of these people are, to be honest. So tell me if you know who any of these people are, Karen. Iron Mouse. I know Tungsten Rat, yeah. I'm sorry, is that a joke or is that actually... That, the... That's that's a bit. It's fine. No, Yes, I do know Iron Mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Quackity? Uh, I know Quackity, yeah. Spreen? No, not a clue. Cypher PK? Yes. Do you know the YouTube channel People Make Games? No. See, that's the problem. So I don't know that. I know people who do make games. That's specific. So in my opinion, people make games should, if they don't win this award, I'm going to be super pissed off. They are and have been one of the best YouTube channels of this year. They have put up documentaries. They, they do video game documentaries. Um, and their stuff, they have been killing it this year. I mean, they've been around for years, um, and I've been subscribed to their channel for years, but um, well, I don't know, like four or five years, however old their channel is. But the, they made one start a year, um, Ukraine, uh, like what's happening there. They did a really good one about six months ago about Disco Elysium. Um, they did one about a year ago that was really, really good about the um, emotional abuse put off by a bunch of studios, including what was happening with the Florence developer and stuff like that. They did a really good one about like Roblox and um, like child, weird child like scandal stuff that happens inside that game um, and what's happening there. Um, and then their most recent one was about uh, video games, uh, video game stuff to do with. Um, Palestine and stuff, um, and was put together with uh, uh, Tamor um, from uh, GameSpot. Yeah. Um, And that was fantastic as well. So, in my opinion, them being nominated for this award is both dumb, but also now that they're here, I'm very much like, well, yeah, so why is Because they're not one person. They're not a content. Yeah, what? Like, well, they're not. They are technically. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. I'm like, it's they are a YouTuber, I guess. Of like, I think there's three people that work on the channel. I think three people. Um, they I just, are, I've I never guess, seen a channel. I've never seen a channel nominated before. 
I've yeah. only ever seen individuals nominated before. And that's yeah, fair, because uh, all the individuals also have massive teams. Generally. Yeah, oh, uh, so. yes, but the thing is, I guess the individual, like, I would say, like, Iron Mouse, for example, she is a an amazing VTuber that is kind of pushing VTubing forward and, and bringing it out to a general public, but then also has done an amazing workaround. She has an autoimmune disease um, that's very restrictive to her and, and very um, life-threatening to her. And, um, like, the, her charity work and the stuff she's done around that is really, really outstanding and, and um, I think deserves to be rewarded just as much as making documentaries as a, you know, and uh, is for a channel. Okay, not to, like... <laughs> so I'm pretty sure people like games have raised at this point maybe a million dollars for Ukraine and Palestine between the two different videos. I don't want to, I don't want to get like, That's, yeah, we I'm don't not going to, I'm not going to try and like, dick measuring um, yeah, I'm not going to go to a dick measuring competition because yeah, but <laughs> I'm just saying if, if you want to be like, they're better than uh, just making documentaries. Like they, they, they are. They, I, that is, that was crude of me to, um, to state, but I think I'm. I would be open to to both to either of them winning, but I think, um, uh, I don't know. It just feels a bit odd having a channel here. That's like a channel that is a wider range of personalities. I, I agree because I I think it's very weird. When I saw him in this list, I was like, okay, that's very fucking weird. And it's fu- the only reason that I, I'm like, are they just here because they're just here to win it? <laughs> you know, like that's like they're just here because they've done a lot of cool things this year. And they don't know because the shouldn't they just have like wouldn't you wouldn't shouldn't they just be a another? Well, there's no, there's no category. category of like best video game journalist. Well, you shouldn't even that's add, what they would win. No, no, no. But like you should move it. Like shouldn't there be like a best YouTube channel or best um, like content group or something like that? Like because then they could easily go in against you know hundred thieves content I, groups or I mean or that that's the problem with the game awards. Because it's you know this is a supplementary category really. Yeah, it is most of the time. And it doesn't usually, really. It, it usually don't care. Yeah, um, in a in a game in an award show that's supposed to focus on video games. You know. Yeah. Do well, a, I, I don't want to spend forever. I just. Yeah. I. I'm, yeah. My two cents on it is that I would love to see them win because when they put out that uh, the documentary about Palestine a couple weeks ago, I was like, I just, I was like, this is so good like the um it's so well put together and just them to not wait until it's safe to talk about palestine and like have their opinion like and just Mm. outwardly be like we're like we're we're very like sound in our like our beliefs and like what we the right the people we've got speaking on this subject matter and we're we're we 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 feel we're just gonna you know do it we're gonna gonna do it and um yeah it's such a well put together thing and between that and the ukraine one they've always just like they're just on it they're just like we yeah, I know. So I, I hope they win it for that. I feel like they just deserve an award or shout out. Um, all right. So then we got fuck. Where'd the thing go? Um, I'm skipping most anticipated games because it's a fucking dumb award. I'm sick of it. Uh, Stupid award. Best adaptation. So, I mean, I still this is a little bit of a dumb award, but well, anyway, Castlevania, Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, Super Mario Bros. Movie, Twisted Metal. It's gonna Mario be wins, right? Right. Mario? No. No, no you don't No, I think it's going to be The Last of Us, right? You reckon? Yeah. I reckon it'll be Mario. I think no? Last You're of Us was... <laughs> Are you actually doing a bit? No, not a bit. Like, I just You're saying Mario's... Chris Pratt's going to come out and, you know... 
No, I just reckon Mario is more popular. I just reckon. I think I think Last of Us made more of an impact outside of the video game community. Yeah, I mean it's hard to measure the two against each other because obviously one is incredibly a yeah TV show that doesn't have. Well, I guess it has viewership numbers and it did shattered viewership numbers for you know a debuting new series and that kind of stuff. Um, but Mario has the you know the dollar amount next to it, so I mean that's far more impressive. But depends on what they're doing. What what's it based? What's the criteria? Is it the critical? Well, it's just the best critically, just, or is it yeah. Best video game adaptation. Which, straight away, I'm like, Gran Turismo is not an adaptation. It's a true story. It's literally in the title. Gran Turismo is based on a true story. Yeah. So, not to get pedantic, but this this Game Awards this year are a little bit weird about nominating things that probably shouldn't be nominated, but it's just, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, Again, <laughs> you know, it's it just felt like it deserved to be in that category. Sometimes it's just about feeling. Fuck off. Not uh, best. <laughs> shut up. Best multiplayer. Shut the fuck the up. Doesn't Best fit. multiplayer presented by Discord, Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Diablo, right? Uh, Probably. I mean, out of those games, it, well, in my mind, it's either Diablo or Street Fighter 6. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are two in that that are like kind of weird to have in this category. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate Super Mario Wonder. Wonder, especially Mario Wonder, where you don't actually play with other people online. It's like, well, it's like, oh, we're going to make but it's local co-op, cat- local multiplayer, right? They didn't say best online multiplayer, I guess. Yeah. But when best- you think multiplayer, you think online because that's the way it should. I, be. I would say yes and no, but I even was I me I played for that whole game online, and the the like asynchronous multiplayer was. Really good for me. I really enjoyed that aspect. So, of Death that Stranding game. should have been nominated for best. It is very game. much a strand game. So, yes, it should have been. Okay. Best sports racing game: EA Sports FC twenty four, F one twenty three, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed two, The Crew Motorfest. <laughs> the Crew Motorfest is just the making up numbers. I mean, <laughs> is it? You know, they didn't nominate NBA two K or UFC five or like a bunch of different stuff. So. I don't know. It's that feels. It just feels weird. I don't know. I I don't even remember that game coming out or seeing anything about that game. When was it released? A couple months back, I think. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I think of these, the most impressive, I personally think, is EA Sports FC twenty four. Um, uh, just it'll go to Forza because you know, trying to make Microsoft look better. Because <laughs> cars, because cars. <laughs> Got to give <laughs> Xbox an award somewhere. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Best sim slash strategy game: Advance Falls One Plus Two Reboot Camp, Cities Skylines Two, Company of Heroes Three, Fire Emblem Engage, Pikmin Four. Now, I would give Pikmin Four. All I was going to say, you know what? I almost see Pikmin winning this because City Skylines had a terrible launch. Yeah, I'm surprised it's nominated. I'm surprised it's nominated based on. Some of the I reactions don't I've think seen. Company of Heroes is big enough. I think Fire Emblem Engage was wasn't that a very watered down in terms middling of middling from memory. Like, yeah, I could easily yeah. see Pikmin winning this, which is very fucking weird as a place for Pikmin no, to pick up a. 
like I, if I think back on the year, Pikmin 4 is one of my favorite games I've played this year, but I also weirdly think it's like one of the least talked about games of the year. No, 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 but that's that's okay. But is it the best sim and strategy game of the year? Do you When you think of Pikmin 4, do you think of sim strategy? Well, I don't know, man. I had to do some pretty <laughs> I had to send my red ones to the right spot and my blue ones to the right spot, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know about it being here, it's, but I reckon tax comes. out of those ones, like uh, it'd be good if Company of Heroes 3 won just because it is, in many ways, the truest of the ba- the sim strategy games in here. But yeah, I could, I could see Pikmin just winning very easily. Uh, best family game, Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Mario? Yeah, that's got to be Mario. You can't yeah, go past surely. it. Best fighting game, God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, Street Fighter 6. Um, I think it's clearly down to two. It's Mortal down Kombat to Street Fighter. I think the fact is, though, that Street Fighter got nominated in best multiplayer would suggest that Street Fighter is the better game for this, I don't know. Mortal Kombat 1 won at the joysticks last week, so... Okay. uh, All right, all right. It's it's a tight fit. It just comes down to personal preference, I think. I definitely feel like Mortal Kombat would be the... I think Mortal Kombat, because uh, I feel like Street Fighter got a bit of bad buzz for its single-player mode. Which was just an extended tutorial and was a fun addition to the game, but as a whole package, I suspect that might be the thing that sways the judges. Best RPG: Baldur's Gate Three, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Liza P, Sea of Stars, Starfield. I mean, it's Baldur's Gate Three, but it's been interesting to see the discussion around this category in particular. The fact that Lies of P got put in this and is not in best action adventure game, I think, is fucking crazy. Yeah. When when you're so heavily reliant on action, like even you know what, you've got RPG elements. To be perfectly honest, in here, Final Fantasy Sixteen should not be in this category. If you, if no one's going to say it, I was like waiting. I was trying yeah. to hold my time. Final Fantasy 16 should also not be in this category. It is an action adventure game. It's not a role playing game. The RPG in that is the most like just put a like it's as much as an RPG as Marvel Spider Man Two is. Like you just open the menu, and put a skill point in some shit. Like there's no like whatever. It's mostly an action game. It's an action adventure game. So yeah, surely Baldur's Gate Three, right? Oh, absolutely. Best action adventure game, Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and The Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Spider-Man? Uh... <laughs> I feel like it'll probably be Zelda. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, hot take, Zelda wins nothing. No. <laughs> Zelda wins. Nuts. Can you imagine little Nintendo kids riding? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm saying right see, now. I don't, I, I could, I don't I, think I, Zelda wins a single award at the game was. Then. Nah, nah. Jeff loves to rig it and get I Shadow could, Love a bit. I think it's most likely to be Zelda, but I could also see Resident Evil 4 winning this, which I know people are complaining about because, like, people are complaining about Resident Evil 4's kind of overall presence in this show considering it is a fucking remake and a, a completely um 
I think this could go anyway, except for maybe I don't think Star Wars has much of a chance. And I think Alan Wake 2 is a dark horse because I don't think it's the action adventure elements of that game that make people. No. It's Sorry, the action game. Weird shit game. Yeah. I don't think it's, I think it's like Alan Wake could have the potential of winning like narrative if it was going to win anything. But um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. I, I think it, Zelda's a good chance here. Best action game. Not to be confused with action adventure game. <laughs> Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Death, Death Island, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Remnant 2. Got to be so cool if Hi-Fi Rush won here, but I think it's just going to be Armored Core. I think Armored Core yeah, is just bigger. Sure it's going to be Armored Core. Yeah, I feel like it's Armored Core. Um, best VR AR game, Gran Turismo 7, Humanity, Horizon Colder Mountain, Resident Evil Village VR Mode. Synapse. The fact that Resident Evil Village VR mode gets dominated is very funny to me. It's just like a update. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if one. Yeah. Nah, Horizon wins here. Horizon oh, just flat out wins. Shit, it's already won. Didn't it? It won of the joysticks though. I fuck. I think it's. I think out of these these ones here, it is the most full and most. High profile, completely VR related game. I'm going to say Humanity. I feel like that's the only one. That's a good choice as well. Only one that lists that people who don't care too much about VR would still know that game enough to be like, that Horizon one was whatever, but Humanity, yeah, that one was pretty decent. So I'm going to go that one. Um, I feel like if this was being voted on by like VR hardcore people, they'd probably pick Synapse out of that list. Hmm. But that's not going to happen. Uh, best mobile game: Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Honkai Star Rail, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. Hello Kitty wins. No, no. Yep. yep. It'll be Honkai, Honkai Star Rail. Rail. No, Hello Kitty wins. No, you're full right of it. No. Honkai Secret, Star Rail wins. This. Secret Dark Horse. Honkai, Honkai is like this year's um, what is that other game? The Genshin other... Impact? Yeah, is this year's Genshin. Yes, trust yeah. me, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trust but me, my, I know. My brother loves these games. As well. Really? Oh my gosh. He plays, he plays he, he's bigger to the gacha. I, I, I religiously stay away from them because you know what I'm like with spending money on oh, games yeah. I don't need to? Playing oh, a gacha? Sorry. I played Genshin Impact that. for 30 minutes, Dylan. I spent $700,000. It was bad enough this week playing Magic when the new set dropped. Like, I don't want to be into a game where it's fucking randomized. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, those games are boring. So, yeah, it's probably going to be Honkai, but. Nah, I'm saying I'm, I'm telling you right. I'm telling you right. I'm fucking lose my shit if Hello Kitty won. That game's good, by the way. That game is good. It's not going to matter because it's not going to be presented at stage. So, yeah, true. Best debut indie game: Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, Viewfinder. So, I guess developers here would be important because it's de- debut. So, Geometric Interactive, Black Salt Games. Tour de Pizza, Visay Games, and Sad Owl Studios. I'd love for Dredge to win it, but I think it's probably going to be Cocoon. Which I'm sort of like, because mm, it's like from one of the main people that did like Inside and shit, but it's just a no, new studio. No, I, so. I think Dredge. 
I think Dredge had such a big release in the earlier in the year that I think it, it yeah, no, I think it's Dredge. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm I would say Cocoon wins, but I would love for it to be Dredge. I feel like that would be cooler. So Alright, let's get into it. Best independent game. Cocoon. <laughs> Dave the Diver. Dredge. Sea of Stars. Viewfinder. Okay, now, as a collective. Also, so, yeah. As a so, well, as a collective, I know how we feel about this because, like, well, I know how Ash feels because we talked about it a little bit on plat- on Monday or Tuesday whenever we recorded. Um, and he he's memeing about it, so just ignore everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think the funniest thing I've happened is like around early in this week at some stage, Buddy was like, "I don't understand." Has anyone ter-, like in the chat somewhere? He was like, "I don't understand." Has everyone turfed on Dave the Diver? I'm like, "No, no, no. We all still love Dave the Diver. It's just." the nominations like it's, it's just it's not it's, an independent game yeah yeah the, listen the thing i i know i've been memeing about it and everything a little bit um the thing but the part of the conversation i've not enjoyed this week is everybody going you shouldn't uh punish dave the diver and the devs for not being an indie team by not nominating them by not recognizing them that is a stupid statement it's That's the, ridiculous it's just the they're just it's, in the wrong category. It's not. It's just fact. It's, it's just like, you're not eligible. It's like it's you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you've got a you've got a you've got a hundred meter sprint, right? And mm. in that there's sixty participants. Five of them are all under ten, and it's an under ten, a hundred meter sprint. And the last participant is eighteen. And it's like somebody be like, "No, you got to let the eighteen-year-old compete. You can't, you can't tell them they can't do that." God, that's yeah. That's, that is the most. Oh, I hate inclusionism. It's the fucking worst. There are some things you are not included in, and that's completely okay in life. Yeah. So the thing, this, this, I feel like more so than any year previously. This the best indie game award, best independent game award. I've never seen so much discussion around this award as as in this 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 week but i i just don't i personally don't like i like dredge let's take dredge if people were to get into arguments about like okay well it's published by team 17 like like is it or is it not an indie like how much money did they put into it like i feel like there's a little bit of, of a nuanced conversation to have there around like what is the amount of money a, a publisher can put into a uh, a developer to help them finish off the game um mm. Before they're no longer like an indep- they should count that game should count as an independent project. That would be an interesting independent like conversation to have around this game award. However, Dave the Diver is just a complete. It's nowhere even close to being in the discussion. No. Like that's and that's the thing that's unless just- you consider Nexon an independent <laughs> yeah. pub, indie yeah. company. Because the thing is, it's for people who don't understand. It's not this. So the developer is Mint Rocket, and people are like, okay, well, if Mint Rocket. And they're like published by Nexon. How's that any different than Black Salt Games and Team Seventeen? It's like no, 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 no. Black Salt Games is not owned by Team Seventeen. They're they're an independent New Zealand studio, and Team Seventeen came in and they gave them some money to finish up the project, and then they published the game. Right? That's their story. They're st- and mm-hmm. now they're in, they're still yes. an independent studio in New Zealand. Mint Rocket is Nexon. It is just a studio. They're, that a, they, they're a studio founded by, by Nexon. 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 Yes. Who Nexon and multiple people at the studio say? Billion dollar company. The the thing that always gets me is the fact that the the team themselves are also be like, no, we're not independent. 
Yeah. Like they so are, what happens if they win is the most confusing thing to me. Do they just go up and go, we didn't want this, yeet? Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> no, I think they go up. They I maybe think you'd be gracious. I think but. you, yeah, you go up, you thank people, you still, you maybe acknowledge that you're not independent or you're not. Um, you understand that there's been some discourse about your position. Let's be honest, right? Nine times out of ten, when there is these people that have potential discourse, very conveniently, they just don't win. And it's it's fine. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to win. Like, I think CS Stars is going to win. But Yeah. We, we, it's, and if CS Stars wins, cool, because that's actually an independent game. Like, yeah, I think they're probably, you know, now that all the judges had learned <laughs> that they're not an independent game, I don't think they'll be voting for Dave the Diver. Um, how it got on the ballot, I don't know. It's just, you know, a factor of not doing the due diligence, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, this is, it's good. like, let's look at Annapurna Interactive, right? To me, I'm like, I don't know, Annapurna games, they're, they're nearly in a, they're nearly at these days in, like, a double A space. You know what I mean? Like, they're, I don't know, well, they're not. No, real, because, again, they're, they're not owned by a studio. If you're not owned by a studio, you're taking It'd be like, um, it'd be like, what's that? Is it, I mean, this is where my movie knowledge, is it A24, the publisher? Yes. Yes, A24. let's fucking go. <laughs> It's like they're getting bigger and bigger and they're producing more and more stuff, but you would still, they're still an independent, right? Uh, well, they're a movie distributor. So, I mean, the example I brought, so you said A24. So, this is the example I gave to Ash on Platt. I said, so there's a movie, it's called Talk to Me, Australian film, horror film. They go out, they make it, right? So, this is Black Salt Games making Dredge. They're making the game off their own, they're making this movie, Talk to Me, off the back of their own money. Then A24 buys the film off them to put it into cinemas right mm-hmm. so they're still an indie film yes but yeah, yeah, they're yeah. purchased for money yes. yeah. Yeah, it's an australian film released yeah. by a u.s distributor that yeah. doesn't make it a u.s movie you film. know yeah so black salt games new zealand team 17 not so much but still it's a, it's a new zealand game yeah, yeah. so Annapurna Interactive quite often buys, and as, as all of their showcases have show, uh, shown, they work with studios from all over the globe. Like they they make that yep. a big part of any of their showcases. So, um, but that studio, I believe they purchased recently, or before this game came out. I think so. I think that's how that works. So it is like published by them, but I think it's actually their studio now. So. I don't but know. it was released before they bought it, so they were independent at the mm. time of release. <laughs> you know, you I mean, to- what would let's, Kieran? What's your definition of an independent game? Because this is the like, what's the boil down? Like, well, they're a studio that's not receiving, like they, like like okay, if Xbox comes in and says, "Hey, we want to chuck your game on Game Pass," yada yada yada, that's they're still an independent game. Yes, correct. Because Sea of Stars was on PlayStation Plus and Xbox yes. Game Pass. Yeah, so. yeah. If your development and you're like you're as a company, you are an independent company. You do not have anybody kind of attached to your company that's overseeing or paying for things. Then you're an indie dev. So you would consider Larian Studios a uh, indie? Yes, hundred percent. I do. Yeah. 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 So they, they, Baldur's Gate Three would be an indie game. Yes, yes. correct. Yeah. It is an independent game. Yes. What about? When I Interactive releases the next James Bond game, is that an independent game? They don't have, they're not attached to anybody anymore. 
They're not. No, they're not. Uh, yeah. Then yes, yes, they're they self-publishing. Would be. They're self-publishing. Then yeah, yes, they would be. Hmm. So I don't this, think that this is this is where it gets. No, I agree. <laughs> I don't, like, but but we don't consider it an indie game. No. It's just a game made by an independent well, studio. Well, the thing is, I yeah. think an indie game is very different to an independent studio. I think the term indie has taken on a very different... Yeah, it's like before PlayStation bought Bungie, was the, like, the, all the Destiny 2 DLC, was that done by an indie studio? Yeah. Like, I think it, it's... And, but this is the thing where the video game awards, if you look at mm-hmm. where they, how they present this award, they use independent as indie as interchangeable. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like I'm, well, after we recorded Platt, I was sitting there like looking at our upcoming awards, trying to work out the best wording for if we do best indie game, right? And I feel like it nearly needs to be something of best independent game by a studio below this much money you know what i mean like i feel like but how do you check that that's the problem that's you know? the problem i don't think you even do i think it's right no no no. i just think you you just know though you just know yeah like i do think you it's... though because apparently a bunch of people didn't you know realize that david will... diver was really no, 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 no. i will i will 100 <laughs> percent say if it wasn't for this discourse i would have been totally comfortable with dave the diver being in there because i yeah, wouldn't have known I'd... i just honestly i did not know dave the diver was Owned, done by, released by Nexon at all. Like, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, ultimately, it doesn't really matter. Like, the game's still great. No one's trying to say. Again, like, yeah, so much of this course is now. It should be. Yeah, so much discourse is now coming around this game. Not um, like it's got like s- such a negative cloud floating over its head now because of this discussion. But it's nothing. It's a game. It's just. It's 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 really the conversation is just around awards and like, like. It's like if you're going to do a best independent game category at all and you're not going to do it properly, like you're going to use that space to shout out a billion dollar company and that company itself has says, we're not an indie game. It's like, what a waste of a spot. No, yeah. Yeah, it's just because obviously these, you know, it's this is a smaller category that is very, like the nomination in this category like gets a bunch of eyes on your your game. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like an opportunity to showcase uh, a film or a game that's uh, not normally character- characterized in that category. It's like if a, like an American film showed up in the best international feature category, yeah. you'd be like, yeah. "What the? What's? What are you doing?" Yeah, it's like fucking Inglorious Bastards was dominated because it's got so much German. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. This is the other weird one. Was best community support Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, No Man's Sky, of course, uh, Destiny 2, Bungie, getting a nomination here pretty much the week after they let go so many people. And from my understanding, the uh, the Destiny community in general seems to not agree with this award nomination this year. Whereas previous years, they've been pretty happy. This year, uh, not so much. So I know I've, I know how everyone else's Twitter's been, but I know mine's. Like yeah, it's just yeah, it's just awkward, yeah. <laughs> An awkward I, situation. I think this is a very interesting uh, award because two of these are best community support that has spawned out of their games coming out initially as hot garbage, and they kind of have had to be good at supporting their community to make well, the game. Grow I was about again. To, say, to, to, to be fair, No Man's Sky has been on here for like three years in a row now. Yeah, it's not like a sh- it shouldn't yeah. be a shock to see it. On no, here. no, no, no. I, Cyberpunk, different story. But. I think to me, and this is where this game I think takes a lot of awards this year. 
I think Larian Studios for Baldur's Gate did an amazing job at communicating with their community and building with their community. Not only from our post-release of the game, but pre-release during the early, um, like during its early release windows of how it was bringing in content, of what it was talking about with problems, of um, how it's interacted and created things. Like I, I think Larian could very easily take this out, but at the same time, as you know, my bias, I could also see very easily see. Final Fantasy taking this because Final Fantasy actually I don't think Final Fantasy do I think they've had a bit of a downturn year in terms of content for Final Fantasy 14 so maybe they've been overshadowed by 16 a bit this year true true and also it's a non-expansion year so it's like there's there's very little hype it's people waiting for next year when Dawn Trader comes out best ongoing game Apex Legends Cyberpunk 2077 Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. Is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven an ongoing game? Nominee? No, not at all. Just because it got one expansion this year. Just because it got a, a DLC that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not an ongoing game. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I think it has to get a Fortnite here. I think the stuff that Fortnite's done in the last, especially last like six months. I mean, the category says outstanding development of an of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time, which yeah, technically it's just that expansion, game is done. Though, like, but it's just, just I don't, it's, not, it's yeah. All, all they've like done a, is, once again, I mean, I don't think they're deserving because, you know, the game was not great when it came out and they've just been fixing it for the last two years. But mm-hmm. uh, Like the 2.0 update was massive, but at the same time, it shouldn't have really been needed for a 2.0 update. Like it's very strange for a game like, uh, like, it would be very strange if The Witcher 3 came out and then it got a 2.0 update that completely changed systems in the game. Like, that I, game. I, I, just, or does this, does really, this just really uh, speak to, you know, live service games not being yeah. good enough to be considered I, this category? I just feel like if uh, best ongoing game should be something that's consistently updated, like every month. Like, like a, it know, is, this is I a, think it's of, a live service game, you know? So. I think of games with battle passes and seasons and events yeah. happening and like your Fortnite, so your Apex Legends. Like, just dropping games. one major update. Like so, you're one month out of twelve, and you're ongoing. Like, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I think I d- the thing you all is got like- snubbed from this category. Mm. Marble stamp, marble stamp. Yeah, that's correct. Cracktamundo. Yep. Games for impact. So this is the one uh, I can't remember. Do you have the official description in front of you? I don't know. Uh, not uh, right in front no. of me. I'll read out see. nominees, and you can find. Oh, right, here we go. For yeah. a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Oh, yeah. Uh, Space for the Unbound, Chance of Sonar, Goodbye Volcano High, Shia, Terranil, Venba. Uh, the few games I really like in there, my personal pick would actually be a Space for the Unbound, which is a game I really, really liked from this year. Um, but I feel like Goodbye Volcano High will win it. I don't know. I feel like Chance of Sonar has a pretty good chance. Because uh-huh. that like, got, you know, pretty got decent well, reviews, good- but... Good, decent reviews. I'm just going off like... It's a game about language and that kind of stuff. A lot of people... I assumed a lot more people played Goodbye Volcano High. Because yeah. you got... Let, let, I don't know if we go over this every year, but in case people forget, the, the votes are 90% the judges, like the 200 yes. places, and 10% your vote by going to the website. Mm. So. Um, yeah, but I, I assume most people... I just assume more people would have tried or played Goodbye Volcano High. But... All right, innovation in accessibility. 
Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, Street Fighter 6. I kind of want to skip the award unless someone has some real point, like I mean, shout-outs. Yeah, I just don't know. I believe Sony's picked it up every year. Okay. Um, at this stage, as accessibility gets more and more common, which is a good thing in video games, um, I wouldn't I think it's getting to, harder to judge. <laughs> it's getting harder for me who doesn't, you know, like I, I need someone to tell me. Uh, best performance, Ben Starr as Clive Rossfield in Final Fantasy 16, Cameron Monaghan as Cal Kestis in Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Idris Elba as Solomon Reed in Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, Melanie LeBird as Sega Anderson in Alan Wake 2, Neil Newborn as Astarian in Baldur's Gate 3, and Yuri Lovethal as Peter Parker in Marvel's Spider-Man 2. So... Asterian wins, right? Can I Asterian can I wins. just say this is a fucking outrage that only one fucking character from Baldur's Gate is on this list? Well, it'd just be the fucking whole cast, wouldn't it? Outrage. So. I also think hot take. I still haven't finished the game, but I don't know if Yuri, Yuri would be the Spider Man I'd pick. I, I think there Spider-Man. is only one aspect, only one section in Spider Man Two where I was blown away by Yuri's performance. I don't know his name, but I think the nah, Miles. She... Not Jetta. Jetta. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think uh, I think Miles' voice actor had a much better performance throughout Spider-Man Two. Than I think Peter's. You know, Yuri has a, Yuri. gives a lot more range. Just nothing against Yuri. I just think that no. Yeah. You just also, had a preference. I don't think anything he did as his performance touched what he did during Spider-Man One. I think Spider-Man One was such an emotional roller coaster and because the game was so focused on him it kind of gave him the room to do yeah. that i feel like this having two protagonists very much split that attention away from him um for the better of the game <laughs> yes yes for the better of the game correct yes um but i my gut says ben star just the the buzz around his really? performance in really Fantasy. yeah a character that got was named Clive, which I still is the most fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Again, he one of the joysticks. I feel like you know, get over the joysticks. You know, he's a he's a known gamer. I think you know they want to get him on stage. I nah, I do think I do. I mean, think, it's it's clearly between those two. I think Asterian, no. just because of just I think his performance is more layered and has more depth than Clive in Final Fantasy. Yeah, but you you know. Everybody who played Final Fantasy 16 saw Clive's performance. Not everybody who played Baldur's Gate 3 saw Assyrian's performance. So his performance should be discounted because it's not as popular? No, I'm just saying, just numbers-wise. It's just, you know, a percentage of the people who played Baldur's Gate did not see the full range of his performance. So they would You could say, but the thing is, right, how many people that started Final Fantasy 16 didn't, like, only saw the start of... Final Fantasy 16. You can say the same thing with Baldur's Gate, but if I compare, well, I assume everybody's voting on this category has played that has played, done a playthrough of each game. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no which fucking is way. Incorrect. Unrealistic, no. but that's where I'm going for. No, that's that's no way. I yeah no no. I mean the judging if, with your mentality, right? They should have played Baldur's Gate enough that they've seen Austerian's full range. They haven't just no. missed his section. I think one playthrough was fair. <laughs> <laughs> one playthrough where they've seen his his uh, representation within the game. Yes. 
All right, best audio design. Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. Don't know. I think it Dead would Space. make sense for Hi-Fi Rush to win. Yeah. I think considering Alan Wake, how... Alan Wake 2. I, I can't comment on yeah. what's the audio like in Alan Wake 2, Dylan, weird stuff. In the two hours you've played of it. you played two hours? No, I, in the two hours you've Didn't played Didn't you play two hours? You've played, played two hours, I haven't started at all. You haven't started it at all. No, I'm still working my way through Spider-Man, man. Holy. You fucking hell. What so do you have? playing like, the AAA game instead of the AA game. <laughs> do, you, do you have like 25 minutes a week to play AAA games and then everything else is indie? I have about 25 minutes a week to play video games. <laughs> fucking hell. All I do on my days Holy. off is sitting and working on the website. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> People at work think I spend my days off playing video games. I was like, no. <laughs> You need to schedule yourself I've, some more time to rest and to play video games. That's uh, why he wants to be streaming in Bonix. <laughs> that's that's right, when I make the website a success and I can pay people to do the boring stuff, then sure. Uh best score and music. Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, Final Fantasy sixteen, Hi-Fi Rush, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It goes between Zelda and Baldur's Gate here. And I'm gonna say Baldur's Gate. Better be fucking Baldur's Gate. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of uh, Zelda rests on um, Breath of the Wild's previous um, score, whereas Baldur's mm. Gate is all new and fresh stuff. Yeah, Baldur's Gate. Best yeah. art direction. Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Liza P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm gonna say Alan Wake too. Haven't not played it. Yeah, you know what? I don't. I don't love the like. There's nothing about Zelda's art direction that makes me. Again, it's like building on the last game. Yeah, like, like even have more heavily. And also, it's, uh, it's, I could it's, even see Super Mario Brothers Wonder, like yeah, because it is such a departure okay. from the that game does well. I also think Hi-Fi Rush has a chance. Like it has such a. I mean, I, I don't disagree that the Hi-Fi Rush has good art direction, but I just don't feel like enough people would have played it. That's fair. This is, is the problem. Uh, best narrative. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, <laughs> Final Fantasy 16, Marvel Spider-Man 2. Sorry, the fact that... Get the fuck out of here, Phantom Liberty. Yes, you're a DLC. Yes, you got released this year. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> What the actual fucking what? Ah, oh, it's like a ten-hour DLC compared to the fucking rest of these, which are full-fledged games. What ten hours of a game isn't game? No, when it's a fucking DLC and it's not like an entire fucking. Fuck me. I mean, surely it's better than Final Fantasy Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think it's down to two. Clearly. Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just comes down to are we talking the narrative, the singular narrative of a game as its plot? Or are we talking about narrative as all the little stories that you tell along the way? That one is narrative, yes. I mean, it's both, technically. I mean, narrative <laughs> and story are different, so. Different I mean, I means. feel like it's going to be Baldur's Gate. I would say Baldur's Gate, yeah. Surely. And then, Again, we haven't played Alan Wake 2. So. <laughs> no, and we never will. Um, game of the year. Alan Wake, game direction. Oh, I missed one, sorry. Game direction. Alan Wake 2. 
but it's, I think it's just because the first three games looked exactly the same. I fucking no, hold on. Is the whole list the same? The whole, the whole list, list is, is basically the same. except for uh, my, best yeah. game direction, Missing except for one, one thing. Uh, Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Marvel Spider Man Two, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Legend of Zelda, Tears of Kingdom. Uh, it, I think this depends on how you look at the game direction. I think right? it's again, it's either Baldur's Gate or Alan Wake. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I think game direction for Zelda. Well, maybe is... they give it to Zelda here. Because I think I think it, the game direction around Zelda, around the fact that you have a system where players can achieve whatever the Pretty fuck they want <laughs> to achieve your goals, I think makes game direction very broad and very um, complicated. No, I, I get it. But also, I'm like, it's just, I, I feel like as good as... and as cool as like the building upon at that, at that game is the direction is still let's take breath of the wild but do it like better that's like the game direction okay if it's down to Can't alan argue wake, with do it whether it did that or not <laughs> if it's down to alan wake and Baldur's gate i don't think alan wake comes anywhere close to the game direction that would be involved in fucking no, uh, Baldur's gate I'm, like Baldur's gate's Baldur's insane gate. in terms but the, of the problem is with the Game Awards compared to other award shows I watch, like the Oscars and stuff, mm. I, the Game Awards never likes to do sweeps. You know, so the thing is, right? Baldur's Gate's winning all these fucking, awards. That should not be a fucking sentence, Dylan. No, it should. Like, if the game's just, if the game is the best of all categories, then it's the best of all categories. Like, it, but whatever. that's the thing, right? It shouldn't, there should be nobody that is able to go, oh, this thing's sweeping. Now we'll give it to something else. Like, that is, that should not be a mechanism in any fucking award show ever. No, I agree. I feel like you should just look at each category and you just pick the best one. And if it happens to be the same game winning in multiple categories, fine. Is what it is, you know? But I feel like that's the only thing that where I'm like, okay, the Game Awards sort of has a habit of not playing in that direction. And as we get into game of year, Alan Wake 2, Balls Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. I feel like Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win Game of the Year, so then it just makes me go, well, they never do sweep, so how's it win Best Narrative? How's it win Best Game Direction? Well, it win, isn't it, is it the last three years the game that's won Best Narrative has also won Game of the Year? Mm. I don't know. I don't. Because I know last I year God so. of War won Best Narrative. No, last year Elden Ring won. Elden Ring. And it lost a lot of the awards leading up to that. Okay. That's dummy the way, but um, Baldur's Gate. I would. Yeah, I think for it's me Baldur's it's Baldur's Gate for like everything for these top three. Like it's just, I don't. How do you feel about the discourse? And I know we don't really talk about it on the show because of everything of all the fucking hogwash that's involved with it. But like, do you think Hogwarts Legacy is not? included in this list because not mainly just because of the discourse around Hogwarts and the Harry Potter franchise but also because of where Hogwarts Legacy was released no I think that game is not included because it was ultimately mediocre as fuck and completely forgot about I I I don't don't think I would classify it as mediocre as fuck but it was not top tier Oh. Where would you, you put clearly not in the top six? Where would you put that game? It's the only person who's actually played it, I think, right? I haven't played it. No, Kieran played it. I played Did it. He? Yeah, I played yeah. bits and pieces of it. I never got <gasps> finished it. What yeah, a shocking revelation. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, Why did you never talk about it on the podcast? I made a thing about it. On the podcast, I said, I will not talk about it here or bring any kind of fucking... Well, we're not talking about it. We're just talking about um, what you're writing. No, no, no. Put it on the list. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the interesting decision and like conversation... If, you, if you're saying it's, it's being missed, like, where's it being missed? I don't think it's been... I'm not... I don't saying that it's been missed. It's you don't I've personally seen, think it's missed. No, not personally. I've just seen the discourse. It's just the conversation around Hogwarts Legacy versus the spot that's currently being taken by Resident Evil 4. Was Resident Evil 4 enough of a remake in a, in a game to be featured in Game of the Year where there are other, you know, where Why it, it could be, be seen? Hogwarts? It doesn't have to be Hogwarts. It could be something else. It, I'm I'm all for... Like Starfield. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for... Starfield could have been there over Resident Evil 4. Like, Resident Evil 4 was an amazing remake. I, I fucking reviewed it, but I don't think it should be... In the, in terms of for the Game Awards, I don't think it should be here. In, say, my personal top 10, or anybody's personal top 10, should definitely have a chance of being here. But when we're talking about... Dave the Diver. It could have been Dave the Diver, 100%. Should have been Dave like, the Diver. It... it, it, it I think when you're talking about the Game Awards where it's the top six games for the year, I don't think Resident Evil 4 should be there. Yeah. I mean, it is one of the highest reviewed games of the year. And, you know, I feel like there is also a tendency to have at least one horror game uh, in the top six nominees. What's in Alan the- Wake? It's going to say it's in there, right? It's Alan Wake. I think Alan Wake's more of a horror game. Alan Wake is more scarier than fucking Resident Evil 4 is. Ashley Hobley, you could play Resident Evil 4 and it's not fucking scary. It is an action. It is like the most action movie shit in the world. Do you say so? (laughs) If they had a PAX this past year, he might have checked it out. He would have been there. He would have been there. He would have been first in line, I reckon. (laughs) Yeah. I just, yeah, with the whole Hogwarts thing, obviously it's a massive franchise. So people, you know, who love it, love that franchise, wanted to see it being recognized and that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of games that did not make the list. Like, you know, um, I'm trying to look what the Open Critics score was for for the game. Uh, not coming up. Hogwarts Legacy. If ended up with 84, 84 critic score. Um, which would make it somewhere in the sixties yeah. on open crit, well, like fifties on open critic. Yeah, so there's like fifty plus games that statistically are considered better than it. <laughs> yeah, I just I start scrolling down the the Metacritic list of um the best games of the year, and I couldn't see it in the first few pages. Oh, it's number sixty one. Sixty-one. So sixty. There's actually exactly sixty. But Dylan, there is a bias against the game. Is, um, a bunch of people voted it down. Numbers resonate before. Um, On Open Critic, it is sitting at number five with a ninety-two percent. There you go. So yeah. So the, for people who since I got the top-rated games on Metacritic this year: Baldur's Gate Three, Legend of Zelda: Tears of Kingdom, Metroid Prime Remastered. The Witcher 3 Game of the Year Edition on Xbox Series X, S, for some reason. Alan Wake 2, <laughs> Tetris Effect, because that just came to, um, fuck, whatever release, new version that is. Resident Evil 4. That's Super later than 5 then, right? It's number 7. Number 7, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, number 8, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Number 9, Cocoon. Number 10 is Xenoblade Chronicles 3, something, something, something. Street Fighter 6, Diablo 4. 
Cyberpunk DLC thing, Turbo Overkill, Slay the Princess, Sea of Stars, Rogue Legacy 2, Ghost Trick, something or other, whatever that subtitle that game is, Moss Book 2, because it came to PSVR 2 this year, Videoverse, Jack John, whatever that is, Dave the Diviver, the Diviver, yeah. uh, number 2, 22, Persona 4, Golden, because they got the, the re-releases on PC Release, and whatever, yeah. and then Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man uh, 2, is the, there's your first page of Top 24, no there you go. Alright. Um, well, that's it. Game Awards is in a couple of weeks. It's on, what day? December 9th or something, I think, right? Yeah, not that far away. There you really? go. Not that far Three away. Three weeks. So, uh, as always, I understand people don't really care for it, but it is still one of the biggest days slash nights, whatever, of the year. So, You know what? They, they should just add some more categories. I mean, they're not going to present them anyway, so why not? Now, let me cut to Sydney Goodman to hand out one award while we flash six different ones on the screen that we handed out magically in the background. Yeah. And here's a trailer for Death Stranding 2. <laughs> <laughs> a 20 minute oh, yeah. trailer. Death Stranding 2 is definitely going to be in the show. Death Stranding, yeah. Let's do some uh, predictions we say in a week or so. so um, yeah. Look forward to that. Not this week. Everything goes black. <laughs> Here we go. This is the year. It's happening. <laughs> uh, let's know your thoughts on anything we discussed this week, including, of course, the Grammy Award nominees. How you feel about Dave Diviver? Is it the Diviver? I keep saying it that way for some reason. Um, is it is it a indie game? If you say yes, you are straight up wrong. It is not up for discussion. <laughs> it's just factual. <laughs> it's just factual. Like I'm so sick of this. It's not a fucking discussion point. It's just a fucking fact. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Uh, you can argue with me about that if you like, though. Uh, ExplosionNetwork.com slash Twitter takes you to our X pages. ExplosionNetwork.com slash Discord takes you to our Discord page. If you like the show and thought it was worth a dollar and or want to support ExplosionNetwork.com and the podcast we do, ExplosionNetwork.com slash Discord, uh, sorry, slash support takes you to our Kofi page. And until next week, same time, same couch. Goodbye. <laughs>